Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you are eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Before we jump into our episode, I just want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners. I know there's lots of other podcasts, lots of other content that you could listen to, and the fact that you've chosen to listen to this podcast and to invest your time and energy in doing so is one humbling, but uh, we're just very, I am very grateful, very thankful for that time, and I do not take it lightly uh, as we try to move forward, as we prepare for the episodes and the journey really we're going on, and I know many of you have been listening for a long time, some of you are brand new listeners, uh, but we... uh, uh, no, as far as the listener base is, we have listeners local to North Carolina, but then we have listeners that are scattered across the country, and we're beginning to see listeners even popping up across other countries in our world, and so we're so thankful for the opportunity that technology gives us, and so if you ever want to correspond, you ever have something you would like to be uh, answered or looked at in a future episode, reach out to us through our uh, website, uh, cfccampusministry.com, or email us directly at connect at cfccampusministry.com. We always love to hear from our listeners and to be able to talk and to correspond together. So let's look at this. We're looking at taking a moment of silence, still looking at this idea of to be with Jesus. I hope this has been a help. I know we've kind of parked here uh, for a little bit of time, but I believe it's so very important we get this first step down, and there's so many things that are crowding our lives, the distractions, the busyness of us being with Jesus. And so have you ever been to an event where maybe they want the crowd to take a moment of silence. Typically, when I've been somewhere, it's usually in honor of someone maybe who has passed away or who has done some type of achievement. Or maybe it's in remembrance of a tra- tragic event, and they just want to give, you, give a moment of silence in honor to that. Now, silence is definitely something in our world today that's hard to find. Because there's all sorts of noises. We've talked about that. But the practice of having a time of silence, a moment of silence and solitude is this. It is the most important spiritual discipline I believe we'll talk about. This spiritual practice, this discipline, this habit, whatever we want to call it, of taking a moment of silence is going to be the most important spiritual discipline as you and I desire to take our next step as we desire to be connected with God in a living relationship, as we desire to grow in our faith. This is the key. As far as I'm concerned, it's a life or death decision concerning our spiritual life. And this is the discipline we're working so hard really to get to in this this idea of to be with Jesus. Now, we've talked about eliminating the hurry and the busyness of our lives. We've talked about turning the noise down in our everyday lives. But this is about turning the noise completely off just for a moment, just to hear from God and be able to connect directly with him. Now, Jesus models this life for us. He models a life of silence and solitude for us. Time and time again, we see him slipping off to do this, to be alone. And you best believe if Jesus needed silence and margin in his life, then you bet we do too, if not more. So on today's episode, we'll examine Jesus' life and his pattern for this spiritual discipline. How often did he do it? How did he do it? Then on Thursday, we'll talk about some practical steps that you and I can do to implement 
this practice of Jesus into our personal lives. And so I just want to read a few verses as we kind of go through. I don't want to read the the full uh, passages for the sake of time, but just to give us an idea, we're going to walk through a few passages in the book of Mark and see how Jesus practiced this very discipline and see how it can be very important for us to do the same. Now in Mark chapter 1, the book of Mark is fast-paced. It just begins with Jesus ministering. Uh, We come to Mark chapter 1, verses 12 through 13, and it says, And immediately the Spirit Spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beast, and the angels ministered unto him. Now, this is a summary. Luke gives us in great detail all that would happen there. But he's led into the wilderness for these forty days where he would be te- tempted severely by Satan. Now, when you hear wilderness, what comes to your mind? Wilderness means an un- uninhabited place, it means waste desolate. You say, what is the wilderness? It is a this, a quiet place. It is a place removed from the distractions. It's a place removed from the busyness of life. The wilderness is a quiet place. It's a place of silence and solitude. Now, when we typically think of this wilderness where Jesus was, we typically think of it maybe as a place of weakness. I viewed it that way many times. Why? Well, one, Jesus was all alone. And many times in our isolation, us being alone, we can find that we're very weak. You know, we need to be around people. Even Solomon talks about that in Proverbs. We're strong when there's more than one person. So we need to be around people. We need to be around stuff. We need to be around busyness to feel strong. Here in the wilderness, Jesus was all alone, which would make us think here was a time of weakness for Jesus. Secondly, Jesus was fasting, and fasting can make us physically weaker than maybe we normally would be otherwise. And so we think we need to be at our physical peak at all times in order to be strong. But here we find Jesus alone. We find him fasting. And then thirdly, here we see Jesus was spending time in silence. And silence can be this. It can be very deafening. And silence can even be scary for some of us. Because it's just too silent. There's nothing there. But can I say this? As we would think that this wilderness was a time or a place of weakness, we thought, well, this is when Satan had Jesus. He got him at his weakest point. Nope. You see, the wilderness was not a place of weakness. Rather, it was the place of strength for Jesus. You see, it wasn't Satan leading him into this place. Notice that it was the spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness, the quiet place, the the place of silence and solitude. And it was Satan trying to get him what what he thought was his weakest point, but it turned out to be his strongest point. We typically blame Satan for getting us at our weakest moments, maybe after a long day, maybe after while we're stressed or we're weak physically, or I was all alone and I didn't have somebody there to help me, to encourage me, to guide me. And Satan got me. He tempted me and I did this. You see, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness because this is where his spiritual strength would come from. The wilderness, that quiet place, that place of silence and solitude was a place Jesus received his strength to do life and to do it fully. It was here that he had the strength to defeat the temptations of Satan. Think about that. It was here that God's messengers, they ministered unto him, the passage says. You see, God does this. He speaks in the silence and solitude. We saw that with Elijah. God was not in the, uh, the hurricane, the whirlwind. He was not in the earthquake. He was not in all this big stuff. He was in the quiet place. 
when everything was still. You see, it's here that Jesus received the clarity of what God's Word said and what God's Word meant and how he should apply it every day. It was here that he knew what God's will was for his life. It was here that he had the mental clarity to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. As we'll see as we go down in Matthew chapter 1, Jesus is baptized, he's tempted, and he begins his ministry in verse 14. He calls his first disciples to him. He heals a man with an unclean spirit. He begins healing many people, uh, the Bible says here. And we come down to verse number 35. After he's healed people, he's preached, he's done all this, this work, casting out devils. Of course, you would be very, very tired, right? And it says this, in the, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there pray. So really what we see here is Jesus coming straight out of the wilderness for 40 days. He begins his ministry the first day of work. is super busy, super profitable. You know, if we had this day, we would be physically, emotionally, and mentally exhausted, but we'd be satisfied because there's lots of productivity. All of this happens, and where do we find Jesus the very next day? The very next morning, he heads back out to his place of silence and solitude. Why, Jesus? Is it because Jesus couldn't handle the stresses of life? Was it just too much for him? Was there just too many people asking or needing something from him? Was there too much stress? No. Jesus needed to prepare himself for the next day. You see, we typically react incorrectly. The busier our lives, the less time we have for silence and solitude. Well, I'm so busy, I don't really have time for that. Maybe if life will slow down, then I can do. No, that's backwards. You see, the busier our lives are, the more needful it is for our time of silence and solitude. The, the busier our lives are, we need that time. We need that fulfillment. We need that recharging. We need that moment, that time with God, that mental clarity to know God's Word, to, to know what His will is, to be able to discern, to, to be able to do exactly what we're supposed to do, to not get stressed and anxious as much as we typically would. You see, it's the silence and solitude is that way or one of those ways we can get filled back up. You see, we have to be filled up if we're going to give. And typically, we're constantly giving, 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 and never being filled back up. Again, we're examining the life of Jesus here and seeing his pattern, if you will, with this idea of silence and solitude. We fast forward all the way to Mark chapter 6, verse number 30. And it says this, And the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart in a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. That word desert, there's the same word wilderness that we're looking at. This place of quietness, this place of solitude, this uh, desolate place where nobody's at, un uninhabitable. You see, disciples had just finished a few weeks of busy ministry. Jesus had commissioned them and commanded them to go out. And then he said, look. They're so busy, they didn't even hardly have time to eat. You ever had days like that where you barely have time to do lunch, you barely have time to do life? And what did he say? No, you need to keep going. He said, no, I want you to stop, 
Come ye, ye yourselves apart. Get away from the crowd. Separate even from one another into a desert place and rest a while. We go all the way down to verse number 45. And it says, As in straight way he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before into Bethsaida while he sent away the people. And when he had sent them away, watch this, he, Jesus, departed into a mountain to pray. So one writer says that Jesus in the book of Luke went to this quiet place no less than nine times it's mentioned. We understand it's, it's more than that, but as far as the times that were mentioned, Luke 15, 5, 15, and 16 say this, But so much the more went there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And watch this, and it says this, And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. You say, what are we learning here? This was not a one-time or an occasional thing in the life of Jesus. It was a way of life for him. And if this was what Jesus, the Son of God, needed, then you know we need it too. This is the most important spiritual discipline for us to be with Jesus, to, to become like Jesus, to live like Jesus. This is where it starts. So join with us on Thursday's episode as we talk about the practical ways that you and I can implement this discipline into our lives. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.